Well, it's important to know what is forbidden in the second commandment. So I would like to read that again. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Now, the second commandment, the answer to the question in the catechism is, the second commandment forbids the worshiping of God by images or any other way not appointed in the word. So it's very specific in the first part. You cannot worship him with images. Second part broadens that a bit uh, or any other way appointed in his word. We are forbidden to do that. Now, why does God hate graven images so much? Carved images, man-made images for worshiping him. Why is he so angry? And why is the negative impact of this so long? This is for generations. In the book I mentioned several weeks ago, How God Wants Us to Worship Him by Joe uh, Pastor Joe Moorcraft, uh, he listed a few uh, points. I'd like to share those. First of all, images represent an attempt to control God. People want to tell God how they want to worship, how they want to worship him. They want to dictate what is acceptable worship to them when God alone has that prerogative. He alone can tell us in his word, in his word alone, how to worship him. And then secondly, related to that, Pastor Moorcraft said, well, their uh, images are rooted in a theology of magic. took me a while to think about what that meant. But basically, when you think about it, magic is when people try to use things or do things or say certain things to give them power. And people want to be independent of God. They want to control him or others with their own power. Thirdly, images deny the spirituality of God. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So we don't need to develop images to help uh, us to worship him. His spirit helps us to worship him in spirit and truth. Images don't help us. They don't help our faith grow. In fact, they hinder our growth, and they only cause superstition. Next, uh, he mentioned that uh, images deny the freedom and the sovereignty of God. They uh, do this by creating worship as we desire again. And we're essentially saying to God, he's not sovereign. He's not free to tell us how he wants us to worship him. And then uh, the last point was uh, images deny the majesty of God. Anything we create will be imperfect and uh, cannot declare the majesty of God uh, as his word does through the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Uh, images take our eyes off the creator and turn them on to the creature, uh, to that which is created. So it makes us believe a lie, really, because uh, God doesn't look like the images we could make physically or in our mind. Uh, like when we project on God <coughs> uh, the weaknesses that our earthly father had, when we should look to the word and our heavenly father for what it means to be a father. Now, all of these are telling us that to worship him, uh, we must worship him as he, is com- as he has commanded as he's prescribed in his word, and we're forbidden to worship him with man-made images, physical images, uh, pictures, uh, or images in our mind. In Deuteronomy 4, Moses was speaking to the people, and he said, And the Lord spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. You heard the sounds of the words, and, but saw no form. You only heard a voice. And later on in verse 15, he says, Take careful heed to yourselves. He's saying, Be very careful. Take careful heed to yourselves, for you saw no form when the Lord spoke to you at Horeb, out of the midst of the fire, lest you act corruptly 
and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of any figure. And then in verse 23, Moses said, Take heed to yourselves again, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of anything which the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. We worship a consuming fire, our God who is a consuming fire. We should uh, fear ever disobeying him, uh, disobeying this command and any command. And he's a jealous God for uh, how he should be worshiped. Now, in the second commandment, on the second commandment, Calvin had this to say. It appears to me extremely unworthy to receive any other images than those natural and expressive ones, that he means created by God, which the Lord has consecrated in his word. I mean, baptism and the supper of the Lord. The sacraments that we use, water, bread, and wine, help us to understand the grace of God. The covenant of grace uses water as a sign and seal, and uh, his grace in this communion celebration with the bread and the wine uh, teach us about his broken body and his shed blood, his sacrifice for us. Let's praise him. Lord, you are a consuming fire. You are, a je- you are jealous for your glory and for your children to know your glory and your majesty. Lord, keep us from individual and corporate worship, which is not what you have commanded. Thank you for this communion celebration and the bread and the wine, which remind us of your broken body for us and your blood shed for us. Lord, we worship you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen.